just, just We are on the air with Killing the Business Wrestling Podcast with a 60-minute time limit. The man in charge of this episode is your host, the King of the North, and your extreme champion, Sick Vic. He was mentioned by our friend Sicken. He is also the co-host of a very good podcast I've seen myself and highly recommend called Three Count. He is the Red Dog, Clifford Miller. How are you doing, sir? I am doing great, man. How are you? I am doing not too bad in middle of nowhere, Vermont, but you know. <laughs> it's funny because like on, on the Three Count podcast, we always talk about uh we, we always have like this running joke with one of the guys and we always refer to him as being from like Millville, wherever, right? So it'd be like Millville, UK, Millville, California, Millville, Pennsylvania, Millville, New Jersey. And it's just like, it's become this running gag. Like everything we pops on, we're like, oh, great. So which Millville are you from this time? Florida? Great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Millville, Vermont. We'll say like that. <laughs> that. <laughs> So if you could describe your professional wrestling journey using one word, what would it be and why? <laughs> yeah, uh, my, it would be interesting. That's my one word. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, and I say this for a reason. Um, I started training actually January of 2020, right? And uh, two months later, we had the whole shutdown from COVID. And I didn't get an opportunity to get back in the ring again to start training until May of 2020. Um, and then in May, uh, <laughs> I was like in the ring all the time and, uh, I was getting ready to debut at SCWA in August and two weeks before I was getting ready to debut, I got injured and, uh, I was out for eight weeks. And, uh, then I finally got back in the ring and got to debut. And then from there, it's just kind of been like a whirlwind of like everything happening. If someone came up to you and asked like, who is Red Dog? What would you tell him? I would tell him it's the Air Force veteran intel specialist, the one you call on to get the job done, and your friendly neighborhood red dog, the champion of chit-chat, and also the Donnie Wahlberg of the Three Count Podcast. Uh, he's, he's just a guy who understands that he's always going to break the fourth, fourth wall. He's, I mean, if you were to sum it up with Kevin, a small package, is Deadpool meeting in the wrestling world. I just enjoy going out of my way, talking so much trash to people about just whatever. And then just, you know, having fun while doing it. Like there are times where uh, I like talking, I will talk trash to people as I'm in a submission hold, or I will talk trash as I'm putting someone in a submission hold, or I would, it's just kind of all over the place. And I, I love like, um, if, if I find out that there's like a roaming camera, I just, I feed into the roaming camera because I know somebody out there is watching the feed and then I just acknowledge the camera that's running around. (laughs) So tell us about your first day when you went to wrestling school. Like, where did you go and tell us about it? Did you think it was be as hard or it's easy or? I think I have a unique uh, perspective, right? Uh, For those who aren't aware, uh, it's not just a, a thing that I say, right? When I talk about it, I, I'm, it's real life, right? I'm an Air Force veteran. Um, so, you know, going to boot camp and stuff like that and just kind of knowing like the world, the world of wrestling is always going to be tough to get into and always tough to be just around. So the first day of me actually bumping, um, 
I kind of knew what I was signing up for when I got into it. So it wasn't anything surprising, but it was just eye-opening to know that there's so much to learn in the world of professional wrestling. And I was just all about sitting down, taking notes and continually just like addressing issues that I might have, right? I might mess something up. I got to write it down. I got to figure out what's going on. So I'm always learning and stuff like that. And I think that's just from the, from the start, from the, the military, from college wrestling, from you know, high school wrestling, like the grind was always going to be there. And I feel like that's just, I knew what I was signing up for when I knew I was going to take that first bomb. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you very much for your services in the Air Forces. Thank you very much for that. I always got to show respect towards that because that's, I couldn't do it. So whatever I, you know, I can't do and people can do, especially these during these tough times, that must be hard watching on TV, seeing what's going on. And here you are just watching, not helping out anyway. Uh, yeah, I still have a lot of friends who are in and uh, we chat about it every once in a while. They all are kind of stuck in a unique position where they're having to deal with, uh, you know, especially situations that are going on with like Ukraine, you know, my heart goes out to them. Uh, the disaster that was happening in Afghanistan, right, uh, as far as like the exit plan went, there was just there, there was just no good solutions for it. And just watching my friends kind of go through all that stuff, as well as I, you know, had to rehash some things that happened with me when I was overseas. And I just had to think about like, what what, what was going to happen? Like, there was just no good news that was going to come out of anything. So it was tough. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, we're there, we're, we're there for a job. And that's what we're there for. So we're going to do, we're going to carry out missions to the best of our ability and then keep pushing. And that was something that when I was in back in 2006, 2012, that was something that was always heavily pushed on me. And that's something that I continue to, to lean on my friends that are in the service still. I'm like, hey, you know, we're there for a job. We got to accomplish our job to the best of our ability. And then we just got to move on. Would you think, would you, would you agree with saying professional wrestling is a good gateway to like escape real life? Like what's on the news and everything like that? It's a good like gateway. Yeah, until you make it your whole life, and then it doesn't become that escape anymore. It just becomes something that you get engulfed into. Uh, I, you know what, any form of entertainment, I feel like is always going to be a good gateway. If you just need that 10, you know, that 30 minutes to an hour that you need to get out, find something that you truly love, right? And, and just enjoy it, right? Uh, wrestling happens to be that thing for me, as well as my family. Like, I can just shed everything off and just kind of just enjoy the moment of where I'm at. Um, but yeah, I think I think wrestling for me is is a great way to get out of it. Except for two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, WrestleMania week, right? Uh, for the three count podcast, I think I I and I want to say ingest because that's probably the most proper word to use. Over twenty six hours of content, and I was just done. Oh. <laughs> I was done. I was not about it no more. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw the lineup like the entire lineup. And I was just like, you missed an event on Thursday. That's all I could say. It's like, you missed one. Yeah, but, and that's where, like... That was like, oh, jeez. With NXT going to WrestleMania, then WrestleMania Night 2, and that's if you didn't watch anything prior. Right. Just look at a schedule Friday. And I was like, that was one of those things where... And it's funny, because, like, I took it to my in myself. Like, I was like, yo, like, Raw after WrestleMania. Like, obviously, you want to watch the, the, that Raw. But then, like, nothing happened. So I was like, well, let me take, like, five days off so I can just, like, recharge. And then everything happened on SmackDown. I was like, oh, okay, so SmackDown has now become that show. But, yeah, from everything from GCW 
uh, Mission Pro Wrestling, uh, Supercard of Honor, uh, the Multiverse of Matches from Impact, like plus Impact being on. And then you have your regular shows like Raw, NXT, uh, Dynamite, Rampage. You know, you have all these shows, the Hall of Fame. Everything was going on. I was like, this is just so much to engorge and i'm just like i can't it's like i need to take like a few days off from like everything and just not acknowledge it yeah, well you inject digested everything i mean of course you did some time off or you would just be like fried all the time yeah and we're we're talking about the events for like for the culture which is like one of my favorite events to watch from gcw uh the world of lucha you talk about jc uh jcw versus la fights talk about uh trying to think of like all the other events that I went through bangers only for mission pro wrestling uh you had obviously the multiverse of matches as I said you had rampage uh, I'm trying to think of like this uh the there's death planet death right death planet then you also had blood sport you know so there was just like something always on I was like trying to write notes and just keep track of everything <laughs> I was so I like I was fried and the funny thing is is uh Chaz Evans who's the um, host of the the debate show was like uh how are you feeling about this I was like dude we do a top 20 every Wrestlemania week because that you know there's so much wrestling you can't do a, a top 10 uh so we did the top 20 and I was like this is like the most uh inclusive list that I've ever done because I watched so much what did you think of WrestleMania this year? Uh, you know what? There was pieces. I, I enjoyed it. When I did the power rankings, uh, that it's on our debate show. Sorry, plug right there. Uh, <laughs> plug whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, for the three count podcast. We had our debate show. Uh, four of the matches were in, uh, four of the matches were in the top 10, which was uh, Cody versus Seth was number one. Uh, number two was Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Number three was AJ Styles and Edge. And number four was Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Um, and then number five was actually uh, Trisha Dora versus um, Thunder Rosa from uh, Bangers Only of Mission Pro uh, Wrestling. And I think uh, like those four matches were kind of like the staples, right? And then obviously you had something for everybody in there post that, right? The Pat McAfee match, you had the Sami Zayn match, you had, if uh, you, you were looking for like, the quick squash match, which I didn't like. That was probably the only thing I didn't like really on the card with uh, the New Day. I just thought, to me, there was just so much out there uh, in the, those two days that you could you could find a match and you could enjoy it for whatever reason. What is your, What are your thoughts about Cody leaving AEW and going right back to WWE? I'm not trying to get any heat, uh, so... Off the record. It, it's off the record. <laughs> off the, uh, what do you hear on, on the internet this is what you think uh you know like i'm happy for him right I, i'm glad that he wanted to go back uh you know from the rumors right that he's making a boatload of money congrats you know um i think at the end of the day i i'm not really the biggest fan of it but then again he it's it's him and he wants to you kind of like push further on the legacy and i can respect that but for me personally i wasn't I liked him at AEW. Um, I felt like he was just kind of like doing good things there. It's really more, I think for me, like the fans, right? Like the fans at AEW, not that I'm putting all you guys out there. It's just uh, from my perspective, like watching the show week after week after week, um, fans like turned on him, right? And then he left and he goes to WWE. And it's not like there's not this crossover of WWE fans and AEW fans, but once Cody showed up, everybody popped. 
for him at WWE. And it was like, I don't understand you right now. <laughs> you, are, you are King Bullseyes is everything I will think. I, I, just, I was just like, wait a second, wasn't he booed out of the building like a couple weeks ago? Yeah. But, but you know, maybe, you know, that was it's a the thing. universe, all mysterious and mystical. Yeah, it's crazy how like just you know a change of change of scenery like just reinvigorates the crowd, right? And I'm very happy for Cody. Like he's just getting cheered. He's like he's the hero right now. And uh, yeah, I'm just it, it'll be interesting to see like how things move forward uh, with Cody at WWE at least for like I think the next five years. What they said like rumor wise, but I don't know. We'll find out. With his talk about you know fulfilling you know continuing the legacy of the Rhodes, you know being a world champion. Doesn't that very sound very similar to what he said a couple of years ago? AEW, I think it was double or nothing when he went after the NWA world title. Isn't it, it seems like the exact same script, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah, but I feel like if WWE feels like they're gonna have something to run with, they're gonna run with what they're gonna run with. So, you know, yeah. it, it is up, it's it's their thing. And then again, my bank account is a whole hell of a lot less in there. So yeah. So right there, I kind of and I'm sure, and I'm sure Cody is probably enjoying himself as he's looking at all the zeros at the end of his paycheck. So, just, I mean, yeah. I can't hate on it. <laughs> like, be you, do you, and do great things. That's all I can say. It's kind of hard to say we want to do the same if we had the opportunity. <laughs> no, yeah, that's yes, absolutely right. It's like, like family evolved, new kid, you know. <laughs> I always, I always joke with my friends, and I'll be like, "Would you do this for a hundred dollars?" And I'm like, "No." Would you do this for ten dollars? Like, no. Would you do it for a million? Yes. Well, now we've just established that you're a whore, and we're just trying to bargain on the price. <laughs> That's when sometimes when they say that, you when they say ten dollars, you just catch them off guard and say yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just catch them off guard, like what? You're like what? So let's talk about your career. Like, how often do you wrestle? With the juggling the podcast and everything, uh, so I try every Saturday to to work. Uh, I know right now, like I'm currently booked pretty much throughout the rest of the year, uh, with some dates here and there. And there, you know, for God forbid that there's something that happens where I have to like, you know, pull off of a show or something like that. But pretty much it's three or four times uh, a month that I'm like in a ring. Plus, then the podcast it's itself. It's pretty much every Sunday that, you know, if there's not like a major holiday or, you know, one of us gets sick or something like that. Yeah, it's 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 constant. <laughs> What's the longest duration of a match that you've ever been in? Uh, 20 minutes, actually. So I ran a 20 minute match with Beastman um, at SCWA last year. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that would be the that would be the longest match I've ran. What's the most extreme match you've ever been in? So, unfor- so I don't want to say unfortunate. Fortunately for me, like, I'm not that, <laughs> like, doing into, like, crazy stuff. Like, uh, although I do appreciate, like, uh, death matches, and I realize that that's an art form. It's not my art form. So going super extreme is not that bad. But I did take a fireball from Cade Lothbrock uh, a couple weeks ago. So there was that that happened. <laughs> Didn't that sort of freak you out, knowing there's a fireball, even though it's – no, even though it's like playing, but, but still, it's like you still got a fireball coming at you. Yeah, it's it was weird. Oddly enough, like I was super calm when it happened. So yeah, there was that. That <laughs> was I don't know why I was super calm, but yeah, I was just I was just it, I saw it coming. I knew it was coming, and I just took it off the eyeball. I just 
it actually hit your eyeball? So it, uh, it, I think it hit like somewhere around here. It went up and then like, I could just smell burning hair. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I realized I was like, oh, it's my eyelashes. It's burnt up. <laughs> well, it looks like you didn't want to, at least you had your eyelashes still. It wasn't like one side gone and the other right. side. <laughs> that would be the worry. That'd be the worry is like one day I just come in and just all just gone. Like half my face is just, just burnt hair. <laughs> it would just not be a cool thing. <laughs> I agree with you about your pr- point of view about death matches. You know, death matches are entertaining to watch, the art form. But yeah, I wouldn't want to get hit, especially every time someone gets hit with a light bulb, you see the mercury in the air and you're thinking to yourself, they'll bring that shit in. Yeah, and it's the thing is, is like I have a bunch of friends who who are in uh, in death matches or they've done death matches. And by all means, like I tell them, like, oh, like that's your thing. I'm glad that that's like what you want to do or you want to run into. I was like, it's just not something that I can do personally. And and I've I've been through a lot of stuff, but I was like, that's just willingly to get hit with a light tube like in the back or uh, you know, I forget what they call the it's like essentially getting hit with like a cheese grater, like a pizza cutter to the face. That's not my thing. It's just not. But to everybody else who does it, hey, yo, you know, carpe diem, man. Do do what you do. Seize that moment. Yeah, pizza cutter is the big thing these days, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're if you're on if you just happen to be on dynamite, you can also get it like while the Domino's commercial is playing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That was funny. That's that was such a crazy coincidence, and so many people were pissed off about it. I was like listen like we can't just get too mad about that do you think if the attitude error came back it would survive in this culture uh you know the crazy thing is is that with what gcw is doing you know both like with their death matches as well as like their hardcore kind of style i think it's for a very niche audience um if you brought it back to the main main stage it wouldn't it wouldn't work uh that attitude that era of wrestling uh, and to quote my friend Wheezy, uh, Wheezy Blonde, uh, she said it best. You know, the Attitude Era was good for the moment that it was in, but um, you know, now it's it's not a thing. Like we've kind of grown and evolved and matured a little bit past what those kind of matches were. And I I strongly agree. I think that that was something that was cool then, but like as we're like older now, we look back and we're like, yeah, I don't know what we were thinking, but hey, we enjoyed what that was, and now it's kind of just it's a new era of wrestling known as we were younger yeah <laughs> just young I, was like, I was thinking to myself what was um who was it tori tori wilson said it right she was on she's at the hall of fame speech she was like you know most of you guys have come up and told me that i was part of your uh when you were maturing like i was a part of your <laughs> your adult adolescent life and I, I was like, I feel like that's a very weird comment to tell somebody, like, especially if you never met them before. You're just like, hey, yeah, I remember when I was growing up watching you, like, as a teen. Like, yeah, you probably shouldn't say that. Just something's just better left, like, hey. <laughs> I liked how you put the, the G-rated form in that. Not to say like, what, what everyone's thinking. And the th- sad thing is, though, if you really take a step back and think about it, she's probably right. Yeah. Oh, no, she 100% is right. I had a poster of her on my wall. I was a fan of her and Stacey Keebler and, you know, Sable and Trish and Lita. I was a fan of all those female wrestlers. And, you know, there were some wrestlers out there that obviously, like, they 
you know, there was just some certain moments that would never pass today. And even some moments then were still pretty cringe. Like I remember watching DX when they were like mocking the nation of domination. I was like, something just doesn't oh, feel right about this. Like as a kid, I was like, this doesn't feel right. And like looking back on it now, I was like, oh yeah, that's why it wasn't right. Because it was, <laughs> it was a lot of racism in it. And I was like, yeah, definitely don't care about this moment. <laughs> But we all laughed at it. I mean, even though it was wrong and, you know, it was one of those, like, maybe not at the nature of it, but just the fact of they're going there. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of like a, oh, shit, you know, oh, you could get in trouble now. <laughs> and, well, it's like, I, and the funny thing is, is, like, I remember things that were said. I just couldn't remember, like, I had to go back and rewatch that moment. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot, like, how, like, and I'll say, because looking at it now, like how cringe it was, but I remember like certain things that were said, like I remember Xbox saying like, oh, I smelled the rocks cooking, smells like shit. <laughs> like, and I remember laughing at those lines and stuff like that. But then now looking back at it as an adult, I was like, bro, what, what the fuck was I watching? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, these days, it was, oh, social media will go absolutely bullshit. Oh, definitely. And, and to be fair, to be fair, for, for, for right reasons. Because, yeah, for right reasons, yeah. Yeah, like, there's no way that I think that anybody should be walking around and being like, yeah, I'm going to dress up like Mark Henry and then make myself, like, why? Why is that a thing that you need to do? Like, you can, you could, you can always give respect to Mark Henry, but yeah. be you in that sense of doing it. Don't think that you need to be, like, full costume and wear blackface. That doesn't make sense. That's stupid. Like, we've obviously, like, and I don't want to say like the damages that's come, but we've seen like what happens when we see the ramifications of that, you know, and you probably should learn the lessons, you know, it was something I learned as a kid that, uh, that foolish men learn from their mistakes while wise men learn from the mistakes of others. And if you can't figure out what that means, you're probably a fool. I think back then everyone's, you know, mindset and cult, the culture was different. It was, it really and, was. Today, it's just uh, it right now, it'll just be like, Oh, right, that's an asshole thing to do. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. So, in the sport of professional wrestling, do you th think that it should be focusing more on mental health or physical health? Why does it have to be either or? Well, I just, but it's like, what do you think it needs more? Because one, I believe, is lacking than the other. What do you think? Uh, really, I th so it it's it's I'll say it like this: it should be a concentration on both right uh because one can't live without the other right you can't have a good mental state if you don't have a good physical state and you can't have a good physical state if you don't have a good mental state uh mental health is a massive thing to me uh as a veteran who suffers from ptsd as well as having tbi and cte and all sorts of other crazy stuff and being a high functioning uh anxiety disorder i think it's very important that people understand that like mental health always needs to be talked about and be uh destigmatized but you also have to understand that physically, like you need to keep yourself in like, you need to keep yourself happy too, right? Because our bodies are all different and they all, they need something to keep our balance. And so if you have a good mindset, you can have a good physical sense, right? And you can feel good. And when you feel good, you tend to feel, you know, tend to work and perform better. And I think when it comes to being in a physical, like as far as, as, a, as a physical and I don't, I'm not quite sure if you're meaning by like physical pain or stuff like that, but you kind of have to get yourself like put together and, and make sure that you stay in a good, healthy mindset 
So that way physically your body can do what it needs to do, like whether it's to heal or to help you do simple things, like even digest your food or even breathe without you having to go through a panic attack. So it's, I feel like one has to help the other and you have to focus on both sides. You can't just say like, it should be more on this side versus that side. It's gotta be a togetherness kind of thing. Do you think that mental health is not being, it should be addressed harder in professional wrestling? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of things that happen uh, with wrestlers just mentally, like, right. There's a, there's a lot of incidents that happen. Uh, and we can talk, there's, you know, just last, what, two years ago in 2020, when we were talking about uh, the Me Too movement, right. And we were talking about uh, uh, all the allegations that were coming out about certain wrestlers and like the pressures that they were putting on female wrestlers or, you know, the, or on male wrestlers, right? We found out that there was a few wrestlers who were being bullied by females and, you know, the harassment side. And, and there's a lot of damages that come out of that. And if we can't uh, focus on the mental health sides and help people get better after putting them through all the damage, then, you know, then what the fuck are you doing? You know, I was like, I think it's very important that we continue to talk about mental health and to help uh, wrestlers and people, right, get through all these things that they're, they're going through and talk about those things so that they can heal because ultimately that's what you want is you want to feel like a person again and not like yesterday's trash. After the Me Too movement though, do you think they're keeping up with everything? Because it seems like they're cleaned house, which is absolutely great, but do you think they're keeping up with everything? Is, or do you think the, the let's just say, the leaks are showing from the cracks again uh it kind of depends on where you're looking right i feel like there's certain people who have kind of like crept away back into the into the into the sport into the business into, into the wrestling world uh they've crept back in and they've just kind of kept it low-key kept it silent make, make appearance here and france there or something but for the most part i think i think the rest of the wrestlers are starting to do a better job of like holding uh promoters accountable and saying hey like we don't want to work if we don't want to work for you if you're hiring this person, right? So, but you know, then again, I don't know. It's it happens, it shows, and then sometimes there's gonna be people who are gonna do what they want to do anyway. So, it is what it is. I mean, wrestlers are trying to hold people accountable, but you can only do so much. Speaking about promoters, have you ever dealt with a shitty promoter? I will plead the fifth. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> I say this and somebody out there is gonna know exactly they're gonna they're gonna be like oh <laughs> okay then anyways if you could take control of one of the promotions today and make any changes you want what would you what promotion would you take over and what changes would you make uh you know I know a lot of people would be like well why don't you take over WWE right um and I, I wouldn't want to because WWE has been doing a lot of things and kind of blazing their own trails and trying out some different different things to try to draw more audiences. And it's really cool to see. And I know a lot of people will be like, what, what? But like, trust me, it's out there. You're seeing it. You're just not wanting to look for it. I think if I had one chance, I would love to be um, a part of Impact. Um, and the reason why is because I think Impact has one of like the most solid rosters uh, there. And as far as like what changes I would make, uh, I would love to see more of an emphasis on uh, the X division because it is my hands down favorite division among any wrestling organization. I think they have just great talent. 
uh, inside and out. And I think they put on like the, they put on the best matches. And I think the one thing that I would love to see, and you know, this is this is my way of like telling him like he should come on our podcast is I would put the belt on Chris Bay, and I would let him kind of hold it down for a little bit because I think not only is he, was he a great champion, but he's also been a great ambassador for Impact, just on and off the camera. So I think that's where that's kind of one of the things that I would change. Um, and I would put more focus on the women's knockout titles, uh, the tag titles, because bless, if anybody was to argue this point with me about who has the best roster, I could probably go toe-to-toe with you about Impact's women's roster versus WWE's women's roster. Now, you can include NXT if you want to or not, but I just feel like for every name that you have for WWE, Impact has an answer for that name. And I, and I really believe that. And they did take a little bit of a blow with uh, inspiration, kind of like taking time off indefinitely, which, hey, you know, to those to those women, they deserve it and they can you know do what they want to do. But ultimately, I think that that roster is just severely underrated. I agree. Absolutely agree. And inspirations, you know, I had no problem with the whole talk and debate about mental health and everything. Maybe 10 years ago, I would be like, what the hell? But today, knowing about mental health issues and stuff like that, it's where it takes time off. That's fine. But just like Sasha Banks, though, she seems like every time she like loses a title, she takes time off. Well, and, and she, to be fair for her, she always has like things going on. Like when she lost, a, she lost a, uh, most recently when she lost at WrestleMania, she was filming stuff for The Mandalorian season two, you know, like. It's not like there's sometimes where you're kind of like, mm, I don't know what you're doing. Sometimes it's just like she just wants to take vacation, go train or whatever. She, hey, by all means, you're, you're well aware to do that. But this last time where she lasted to Bianca Belair, she was, I got to film stuff for a Disney project that I got found on, uh, what was that show? Uh, Hot Ones. So I was like, yo, I was like, hey, go do that. I was like, and the thing about Sasha Banks and what I really love about Sasha is that she and I don't care what anybody has to say out there. I will argue this point till I'm blue. I will I will die on this hill. She is the next John Cena and Roman, or the next John Cena, the next Dwayne Johnson. She's that next person that's going to make that leap into Hollywood and just explode. Possible. That's not a statement that's far fetched. I mean, she's already there. Like she. Yes, well. Yeah, being a part of the Mandalorian, and here, here soon, you're probably going to see her in more featured films. It's just, I feel like that's the person who's just going to just take off. I agree with you about the um, WWE women's division compared to the knockout division, because even if you say in the most polite way on social media, you're always going to get like five or six people that would jump on you. And even if you say like, what my point of view is, it's like, I think Deanna Palazzo will beat Charlotte Flair. And that's just because Charlotte Flair is kind of like a one-trick pony in the WWE where Deanna Palazzo faced women like she defeated Thunder Rosa before. She defeated, you know, international talent before. Just more, like, experience. You I think the one thing about Charlotte is that I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say she's a, she's a one trick, right? Because we've seen her do versatile. She's, she's versatile on the submission side. She can yeah. wrestle. She does a high flyer stuff. People ask her like she, and you know, I, someone's gonna get mad at me for saying this, but she took Andrade's spot, right? With a backflip off the top rope into the backflip uh, on the ground, the moonsault. Uh, but she's, she's shown that she can evolve her style and change. 
Uh, and I think the one thing I love about the virtuosa is that she's just well-rounded all the way through. And she's, and I don't know why NXT wasn't able to utilize her. That's not, I'm not, I'm not privy to that information. That's fine. But uh, she, on the mic, she's great. She can hold it down in submissions. She can chain wrestle with the best. She can, uh, she's got great power in whatever she's trying to accomplish, you know, and every time she puts a championship down, it's like someone else has one ready for her to hold on to. So she's, and she's wrestled some of the, you've already named, you know, Thunder Rosa was one of the best sounds. I can't wait for the day that we get a Britt Baker match. Uh, Cause you know, they're going to tear the roof down too. And you've seen her work with Ty Valkyrie. You've seen her work with Mickey James. You've seen her work with Kira Hogan. You've seen her work with Tasha Steeles. Like she's, there's a collective name that's building up that Deanna Prasso is, is doing that no one else is going to be able to catch up to. Plus, I know this is live right now. You'll see her tomorrow on AEW. That's right. You will. You're going to find the Ring of Honor Women's Championships. Which I should say, one trick pony. That was kind of like, but the roster of WWE is kind of like, it's like a rotation. It's like you only have certain women. You see, yeah. but you know, if like Deion Piazzo faces different women for different promotions. That's what I meant to say instead of one trick pony. That was well, and I think the thing is, is like WWE has like that roster, but that roster is loaded. I mean, like you could probably right off the top of your head, you probably can name like eight women that you would just want to see in a match, right? With anybody, right? So if, even if you were like, well, let's Deanna Prazo, I would love to see her with Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan. Uh, you want to see her with, and I know people can laugh at this one, Nikki Ash, right? Because I I love almost a superhero. Not to mention Bailey, Oscar, uh, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Charlotte Flair. Like you could keep rattling names off, and that's just on the WWE side alone. And so when you start going back into the Impact side, and yeah, she gets the ability to work with people like Sky Blue, right? Who's currently on AEW. She gets to work with people like, and I don't know if Deanna Prazo has worked this match, but this needs to be a match that gets signed. It was, you know, Deanna Prazo versus Trisha Dora. It should definitely be a match that gets put together. And I would love to see that match be handled. Uh, but yeah, Willow Nightingale is another person that uh, Deanna Prasso got to work. And it's like, there's so many women that you can put out there, but WWE has that, that roster that they can just push their, their, you know, cause they don't, like you said, they only have so much time, but they, those women, you're like, I would love to see a match with that person and that person from this promotion. And it's always from WWE and you're like, I can see them working whoever else. Why, why don't you think that WWE is embracing the forbidden door opening up? Like the other promotions are because other than the royal rumble appearance here and there it's just been like eh. uh, it's just wwe they want to do wwe things they're an entertainment company sports entertainment they're not you know i and i know people are gonna say but it's all professional wrestling yes it is it is all professional but wwe clearly wants to be in their bubble and they want to hold on to their bubble and they want to do what they want to do and you, you can't knock them like they they do their thing and it's it is with them What's your opinions about the, all the cuts? I am very saddened by a lot of those guys that lost their job, especially Malcolm Bivens, because he is a superior mouthpiece. He's definitely someone that on the indie scene is going to flourish all over again. Um, it, it's, it's just sad that everybody gets their, you know, they end up losing their jobs. And everybody came from like NXT, which really sucks. And I love Dakota Kai. I think she's an amazing talent. You know, but they're all going to land on their feet. They're all going to get work somewhere else. And I can't wait to see what they do. I mean, this is a well, kind of an awful thing to say, but if you, as a podcaster, 
you probably appreciate this more. How many WWE wrestlers have you gotten on your show? Uh, let's see. Like current on the roster, not like someone who wasn't part of WWE. Oh, we didn't zero. <laughs> so we so we every time you hear these release, a little part of me smiles a little bit because I'm like, they're gonna be open for podcast appearances. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I might be able to get that person now. You get that <laughs> yeah. person now, and maybe that person, and oh, she doesn't seem heartbroken. Let's go for her email address, snapshot it. Okay, you know, just yeah. But it's slide, not, slide into somebody's DMs and just be like, hey, by the way, I'm from this podcast. Like, do you want to come on and talk to me about wrestling? Like, I definitely, I do that a lot. <laughs> I, I do that too, but I always feel like an asshole doing it. I just do uh, So, so I try not to hit up wrestlers who were released from WWE. Um, but I have, I, I won't even front like I haven't sent a message to Karrion Cross, which we still want you to come on our podcast. And we know you want to control your narrative. By all means, come on our podcast and do that for us. <laughs> You see, once again, our podcast is clashing because he's like number two on my bucket list. <laughs> I've told everybody, I was like, um, and the funny thing was, is I mentioned this and then I kind of got a light shine back on me, like as I said it. But it's like my, my pinnacle of names that I want to get is uh, Rey Mysterio, Sting, and Chris Jericho. Once I have those three names, I was like, I'm kind of done. Like I may just shut down my whole podcast and just be like, that's it. We have reached the top. And then, uh, on our 200th episode, we actually brought on Chris Van Vliet, which was really cool. And um, he was just like, no, he's like, now you start back at the bottom of the ladder and you start working your way back up to the top of the mountain. And I was like, he's so right. <laughs> That's so true. And I was like, all right, then we just find three more names that we want to go get and we go get those names. So it's, 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 it's crazy to think like Karen Cross is one of those names that I would love to be on, like have on. EC3 is another one. That obviously, like with with control your narrative, I definitely want to see him. Um, and then, you know, I I can't. There's like so many more other wrestlers I want to bring on the podcast. I can't wait to to try and bring on. If they ask for a fee, do you pay it? Some, some, yeah, I'm yeah. similar. Some, yeah, some of them I do. If I if I think uh, I think I might be, I might get something out of it. Yeah, I definitely do. And I and I, there's a thing though is at the end of the day, like you have to remember, like hey, like they're they're the business right and you know sometimes like you they're they're worth something for their for their time and yeah. i look at a different point i look at it as in okay if we went out to like and shot the shit recording at a bar or a dinner or something like that and i was picking up the tab how much would that tab be and that's like so if they say like 50 bucks it's like more than reasonable yeah I, but, you I have, agree. but you have some guys who i you know, hear or heard of before who's like a Moscow world champion who wants a thousand dollars. I'm just like, oh, you're fucking with me here. It's like, you're fucking with me. That's a thousand dollars. I, I won't front. I've had some prices from people and I'm just kind of like, that's nice. <laughs> you just say, I'll say, thank you very much for telling me, no, I'll put you down. But, you know, I just don't straight up. I'm like, uh, it, and it's funny because, like, I feel like, and, and I maybe I'm, pulling back the curtain a little too much some people just say like they throw a price out there just kind of a way of just saying no um by all means for anybody out there if i ask you to come on the podcast and you don't want to come on the podcast well just you can say no like i won't be offended like i understand like everybody has a life everybody has time and you want to spend whatever time with whatever you're doing at that time so i 100 percent get it 
So don't worry about it. <laughs> Nikki Bella one emailed me back point blank said hell no to me. And see, at least at that point you're like, hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, so, at first I was laughing. Um, my buddy who was with me was saying like, what a bitch. And I was like, no, this is actually pretty cool. I mean, when you have someone on TV like this saying hell no to you, <laughs> that's right there. It's always a good story. Yeah, I've had one person that was just like, just I wrote in like this long email talking about like, you know, we'd love to have you on our show. This is the reason why. This is what my podcast is all about. This and the other. And they brought me back. No. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. <laughs> so are your goals more focused on the, the podcast entertainment side or the professional wrestling side? Uh, I Okay, so it's two different mindsets, right? Because Chaz and I both run the podcast together. Uh, and Chaz kind of leans like more one way towards like, and I want to say like the entertainment side of things. He definitely, he, we definitely, uh, we go back and forth when we talk about like how professional wrestling is and where we think we should be doing and how we should be getting there. Uh, me on the other hand, I will tell you 100%, like I'm all about on the professional wrestling side. Uh, that's why the, the podcast for, we have two different shows, right? So we have our debate show that we do every Sunday. But then we have Now Entering the Ring. And Now Entering the Ring comes out every Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we have had over 244 episodes now recorded. Um, and they haven't all been released yet, but that's how many are like out, are, are ready to be dropped. Um, and I take it really seriously. Like I may ask like the same six questions on the show, but by all means, I know that I'm going to get six different answers for every single question I'm going to ask. And that's why I love doing the show because like I learn new lessons all the time on the show and some things I've heard before and some things just blow my mind because I've never heard them. So it's, it's always fun. And I love learning and I love sitting back and just understanding like where people are coming from and just jotting down notes. And that's just how it works. And I, I love that. I love the show. So, and if I didn't, I think I would have been done probably episode 15, maybe 16, but because we started getting on so many guests and everybody was sharing their stories with us and we were talking back and forth and enjoying it. It just, it just became a dream. And I was like, yo, this is so much fun. And now, now I'm looking at like new numbers. I'm like, I'm trying to get to that number. Or I'm trying to get, I want to get in contact with that person. So that way when someone comes back to me and says, uh, you don't have enough episodes in a can, which I've been told before, you don't have enough episodes out there. I'm like, now I do. <laughs> and I've had some pretty cool, I've had some pretty cool people come on the show. Right. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll sweep this up after, right? But we had TJP come on the show, right? We've had Chris Van Vliet. We've had Shaw Guerrero. We've had Justin Credible. We've had Alex Kane, who's currently the MLW Openweight Champion. We've had um, Fuego Del Sol come on the show. We've had Rochelle Chanel. Like, there's been a list of people from AW Dark who's been on our show. Like, it's just, and it's all fun. Like, we enjoy every single person that comes on. We talk to them all. And it doesn't just end at uh, wrestlers, right? So we brought on people who... Uh, our MCs, right? So whether whether you're uh, Diana Michelle or you're the incredible Larry Legend, the legend himself, you know, we've had so many different aspects of wrestling come on. We talked to guys who make gear, right? We've talked to people who just do design graphics. We've talked to full-on factions, STP. All the members of STP have been on our podcast and we've had awesome conversations with all of them. So it's, you know what I mean? Like, I enjoy, like, doing the show so much. And then you could tell, like, just the passion that I'm speaking with. I'm just, it's so much fun to be able to sit back and talk to someone about something that you have a genuine love for. Do you watch Ohio Valley Wrestling? I try. There's a lot of stuff, like, going on. I know one of my friends, um, 
he goes back and wrestles there uh, every once in a while. And so I try to watch OVW as much as I can, but there are a few, there are a lot of people there that I wish I could just like, oh, I want to talk to that person and find my way onto that show. <laughs> they, they've been a big, a lot of the talent there has been a big help with the show. Awesome. I definitely, if you're looking for some great people, start hitting up their roster. I'm going to have to. I'm going to definitely have to because I know uh, Roman Roselle was a big, he was wrestling there for almost a year. And, you know, he just recently moved back to Arizona. But watching Roman just tear it up on the scene, I was definitely hyped watching him do his thing. So, because I try and get Al Snow on, haven't seen it yet. Got Doug Basham on, one of their head trainers. Nice. And it's, it just felt so good when you, when you're growing up and you see him in the leather outfit and you're like, why the hell are you wearing that? You finally ask him, what the hell were you thinking? Wearing that <laughs> but he was really cool. I mean, but no, they're a great bunch of guys and girls that, you know, little podcasting, you know, tidbit from one good. another. Good. I think I'm going to, I think I'll go in there. I love, I love like just finding all those random dudes that like, have been in the business for like 20 years that people aren't aware that they've been in for 20 plus years or guys who've been around for, you know, 12 to 15 years. And you're like, how come I've never seen you do this, this, and this. And then you go through and you talk with them and you understand like where they're coming from. And you're just like, wow, like I didn't realize like that's the thing that you could, that's a way that you could do things. Right. So yeah, I just, I genuinely love like asking other people to nominate wrestlers and then go find those wrestlers and talk to them and just have a fun conversation with them. What's the number one pet peeve that drives you nuts in professional wrestling? Oh, uh, was like in life? I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can tell you. <laughs> uh, actually, the funny thing is my number one pet peeve in, in life is the same as what happens in wrestling, right? Uh, if I tell you, right, to be somewhere at a certain time and you don't show up, it's kind of on me, right? I, it's kind of on you, but it's, it's on me too because I kind of told you what time. But if you tell me what time you're going to be there and you don't show up, oh, that's that's the worst. I hate that. I'm like, if you tell me, like, I'm going to be somewhere at 6.05 and it's 6.05 and you're not there and you haven't hit me hit me up and told me, like, hey, like, I'm running behind or something, oh, it's, that, that grinds my gears more. Because not only do you not care about your time, but you definitely are not giving a fuck about my time. And I hate that. <laughs> that's what the world of technology we live in today. People forget 20 years ago, we only had the pay phone and a pager. Right. That's all, that's all we had. So this like Facebook text messaging, cell phones, that is a perk. That is just God saying, we, I want to give you a present for all those years, for the pay phone. This, but people don't appreciate that. Well, and like, and a lot of cars have Bluetooth. So it's not like you can't say like, you know, hey siri or hey alexa or hey google like you can't say those things and be like send a message to such and such and let them know that uh i'm running behind like five minutes yeah it's crazy because you know if you're driving you know 10 and 2 kids out there or you know what is it uh five and seven right because you know airbags but you could always just send a message (laughs) and tell people like hey oh i'm running late call them you're right there driving you're probably listening to your favorite song that song is going to end in like you know two minutes after it starts then just send a quick message like hey man i'm running behind (laughs) it would just make sense if professional wrestling never existed what would you be doing 
I would be watching cartoons. Like <laughs> that's like my love. Like outside of wrestling, like uh probably cartoons and comics and comic movies. Like I'm a big MCU person, DCU kind of guy. Like I just I find myself enthralled in like characters. So that's probably what I would be doing. Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh preferably still grinding and working really hard to get to where I need to get to, right? Whether it's uh, to be signed somewhere or just enjoying the journey that I currently am on. Uh, I just think that the the work I put in now is definitely going to reflect back. Someone's going to notice it. Uh, and I think in five years, I hope that this podcast is still going um, and we're probably close to somewhere of like 700 episodes for now entering a ring. And uh, I just want to just, I don't know, enjoy life. I've been through a lot of different situations, a lot of different places, a lot of different scenarios in my life. And I just, you know, getting in at such a late age, right, and starting to learn how to wrestle, um, it's been a lot of fun. And I think it's given me a different mindset than what other people would would be on. Um, And I say that in the sense that every time that I take a bump or something like that I'm, I'm just learning how to fall right but when I see people in the back and they're like trying to figure something out or they're kind of complaining about something I'm like dude that is small change compared to like some of the stuff that's out there and I don't want to disvalue somebody's um like situation right but some things in life are just small potatoes and you just kind of have to like brush by them and there's some things that you know there's some hills that you you can stake your flag into and I feel like finding that fine tooth and just like realizing that hey man like it's it's life there's lessons to be learned and some lessons you just kind of have to be like you know what I'm glad I went through that but it's in the past now quick question for one podcast or another is it wrong looking at your podcast I'm telling yours as in like like mine you know mine and I'm looking at it saying like if I never make money on it, it would never bother me because just the journey and everything itself is just incredible. No, it's not. It's not wrong at all. In fact, I, I could do this podcast for the next 15 years, never make a dime on it and still love it like it was day one. And I know people will be like, well, you're supposed to love things more as you do them. Listen, you only have so much love to give in this life. Okay. And for this podcast, I pour my heart and soul into everything. And uh, yeah, I, I love every minute of it. And I, I wouldn't, it, I already consider myself to be successful by having over 200 episodes when the average podcast only has seven episodes. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well happy where I'm at with this place. Yeah, it took me like three or four different podcasts for me to get this groove going. I have been down that route. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's all about not giving up. That's all it's about. Yeah, be consistent. Be consistent and love love what you're doing. If you speak, the chances are like, and this was something that uh, that Chris had said too, right? Was that chances are that if you find something interesting, somebody out in this world is going to find it interesting too, mm-hmm. and just speak about it and be passionate about whatever you're going to do. And the more that you speak genuinely about something the more people are going to flock to you. And that's why I love doing the show. Like I have friends who hit me up on the side and they're like, dude, like this is like one of my favorite episodes of now ancient ring that you've done, or they'll, they'll come back to me and they'll be like, dude, uh, 
how did you get that person on? How did you talk to him about this event? And I'm like, dude, it just, it, this is what happened. This is how I got it. And this is, you know, just how we were talking and stuff. So it, it all plays out. Kind of like a, pretty much like a diary. It's like you're wrestling adventure and just, I know podcasters though, that it's like, I got to do what the people want. They got to do people. It's all about ratings. And I'm just like, this is who I am. Because if you don't like it, don't watch. Yep. And it essentially, and I am, I am who I am. I'm unapologetic about it. And like, I genuinely, I have so much fun. Just like, if you can connect with people on just on a genuine level versus like, and by all means, Jimmy Fallon is, is a great night host, right? It, but you can tell like, he's trying to cater to people. Whereas like, I don't have to, like, I don't have a full audience, but the audience that I do have, they know who I am because I'm the same person off screen that I am on screen. So, you know, if you don't like that kind of person, all right, I'm sorry, but I, I don't know what it means to be fake. So I have to keep things real. And we're not under big contracts or complex contracts like hell he is. I mean, who's going to cancel me anyway? Like, I mean, it is what it is. Like if the people have heard the things that are said on the podcast, we may have lost our show already, but whatever. <laughs> I've had actual people email saying like, I want, you know, Vic must get fired. And as I'm, I was like, uh, how should I respond to this? And I was very polite saying like, can't do it. So sorry. Da, 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 and sign my name in the bottom of it. <laughs> it's like the punctuation where like, you just like put your name on the bottom. Like you need to get rid of such and such. And be like, mm, yep. I'm that person. <laughs> I just say like you know thank you very for concern you know always like to hear comments in regards to the show however though you know yes. sorry you know <laughs> sorry i am that person so do you want to control the show no okay then go away yeah move on <laughs> so what do you have coming up oh man so i have uh, a couple events coming up so actually this week uh i will be at hwf in lewistown pennsylvania uh, defending my baby right here, Kayfabe Junkies title, which shout out to Ron Holiday for starting that up. Uh, from there, I have the podcast, of course, the Three Count Podcast. You know, we have all of our interviews coming out for Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then we have the debate shows that are going on Sundays uh, on the 14th. Let me see, I'm going to pull up my calendar because I have a few things that are going on. Uh, 14th, I'm actually, I'm actually with Sicken, if anybody knows, you know, I'll be there. Uh, and then the 28th, I'll actually be at SWA, which I'm excited about because I'm debuting there. It's going to be uh, my first match with uh, SWA. I'm hyped about that one. Um, and then after that, uh, Invictus uh, up in New Jersey, I'll, I'll make the stop over there. Hi, Alex. Um, and then, of course, uh, I go to Asylum, which is another place I'll be debuting in finally. Uh, and I, I love Crazy Shay, so I can't wait to go actually see what he wants me to do and work. Uh, and then after that, just in the month of June, I'm just kind of all over the place back at IWA Vintage Pro Wrestling, uh, 1CW the following week. So the schedule stays kind of full and I kind of like to, to bounce around and you know, see what happens. When do you sleep? Uh, Thursdays. Anybody, Thursdays. Anybody watch that show? Thank you for smoking. Uh, you definitely get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you on social media? So you can find me on all your favorite social media platforms at the underscore red dog 85, uh, whether that's TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Clapper. That's also like TikTok alternative. Find me there. Uh, and then if you guys want to, you guys can find me on the three count podcast 
every Tuesday, Thursday, as well as every Sunday. Um, and you can find all those links, uh, IG and Twitter, or IG and TikTok is at three count pod. And then uh, Twitter is at three count underscore pod. And then you guys can actually type in for my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the, or youtube.com forward slash red dog 85. Or you can just watch the debate show at youtube.com forward slash three count pod. The three count podcast, actually. That's what it is. I definitely want to do a crossover episode with three count. Definitely. I think interesting. We'll call it like the world podcasting conference or something like that. Make it sound cool or something, you know? So we do, we do have the greatest tag team pot, uh, tag team tournament coming up. So maybe we'll have to two part that one and uh, you can come on and we can talk about uh, anybody familiar. Uh, two years ago, we actually did the, the greatest wrestler uh, and we did it by eras, which was like the, I think we call it the fifties to the seventies, eighties, eighties and nineties. Uh, and then we went to 2000 and 2010s and uh yeah uh not gonna spoil it for anybody out there but uh yeah if you listen to those two episodes you'll see how we got to our winner um but yeah it was interesting and a lot of people were kind of surprised because we'll give you i'll give you one right uh the rock who was a number two seed in our tournament got knocked out in the first round Hmm. (laughs) yeah definitely keep me updated about that i'll definitely be a part of it you know Hell yeah. Why not? Well, thank you, Clifford, for your time. The Red Dog, everyone. Thank you very much. Check out three count on your favorite podcast network. Yeah, anywhere you want to go to YouTube or you can go to any, you know, podcasting place that's streaming. We're all there. It's amazing how many podcast streams there are. Yeah, like Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, uh, you know everything <laughs> like everything. It's, crazy. it's just like okay. and you feel you feel like it would be bad luck if you don't like go through that network as well even though so many of them you're like this still might be it might be a gold mine you just don't know facts <laughs> well i wish you luck sir we'll keep in touch and do about that episode and thank you very much for your time thank you you take care of yourself you too